0: Welcome to another episode of the iRacers Download on the SpeedSport Podcast Network, presented by Crosley Radio and NASCAR Digital Media. Hello, I'm your host, Taylor Burris. Alongside us is our producer, Wayne Owens. And joining us as a special analysis and guest host for tonight... It is none other than the voice of the Global Sim Racing Channel, Joe Peak. Joe, welcome to the iRacers Download once again as you were on not too long ago.
1: Yeah, uh, I got to be on the opposite end of things for a brief while, but I'm glad to get to join you and uh, get to talk to some awesome drivers and personalities.
0: It certainly is. We have a wonderful group of cast members joining us here tonight. Of course, he is a competitor in the E-NASCAR Coca-Cola iRacing series. He competed for his rookie season in 2021, as well as a competitor from 2019 to currently In the iRacing Rallycross Championship, driver for Elliott Sadler Esports, Garrett Maines joins us for the first half of tonight's show, followed by the co-founder of Monday Night Racing, Ford Martin, will join us a little later on in the show to talk about the new season and some new special surprises coming for season four of the critically acclaimed series in iRacing, Monday Night Racing, Joe. A very interesting conversation we're going to be having with both of our guests here tonight.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Some unique perspectives. Uh, Definitely looking forward to talking to Martin uh, from a broadcaster point of view and get to pick his brain on that.
0: It certainly is. Well, let's go ahead and introduce our first guest here tonight. He made it into the top 20 to continue on his quest for a chance to compete in the E-NASCAR Coca-Cola iRacing Series. He's driver for the Elliott Sadler Esports with the Offerpad to Toyota Camry. It is none other than Garrett Mains. Garrett, welcome to the iRacers Download. How are you?
2: Appreciate you guys having me. I'm doing well.
0: Well, it is great to have you on here now. Garrett Mains is a well-known iRacer across the service, and this season was your first full-time season competing in the E-NASCAR Coca-Cola iRacing Series. And I got to say, it was a difficult season, I would have to say, for you, but you were able to pull it off and manage to return for the 2022 season. Your thoughts on your overall performance competing this season?
2: I feel like we had a really up-and-down year. We had some really strong uh, points throughout the season. Uh, we had a lot of bad luck corresponding with those really strong cars. Um, so it's just it's one of those things where we just had to rebound from constant you know misfortunes and uh, really had to show up at places we weren't expecting to.
0: It certainly was. I mean, looking over your stats and everything, Garrett, it was definitely. A season that had those ups and downs. Overall, though, what were the certain races that you feel like that was where we saw Garrett Maine shine at?
2: I mean, I think the short tracks would be uh, fair to say. I think Richmond stands out for uh, for everyone. But um, I think, you know, homes- or not homeside, Sorry, um, New Hampshire, Charlotte, uh, even Watkins Glen, that was surprising to me. Um, those tracks really stood out for us as a, you know, we had really good cars, really good pace. Unfortunately, I'm also saying two of those because those were probably the two worst results of the year. And I don't, I, <laughs> that's where it really turned around for us. Like we started digging holes that were difficult to get out of purely from just misfortune. Wrong place, wrong time. And it couldn't have been at a worse time.
0: It certainly was. I mean, looking through your stats, I mean, you had that one top five and then the five top tens, but you were still able to pull off some very great drives throughout the season. Watching you grow, because I've had the chance to see your career since being a part of RA Racing for quite some time. How would you rank competing in this championship compared to anything you've done? Whether in the r- virtual world or even in here, in the real life racing,
2: Well, I can tell you the uh, the level of competition in the Coke Series is like no other. I don't think I've ever been more stressed than the uh, the season finale at Texas. I'm pretty sure it was unhealthy on the final three laps of that race. I don't think they caught it on the on the broadcast, but it was it was intense. Um, I mean, it, it came down to the wire for us, and I mean, it's it's like that across the board. It came down to the wire for Clampett and Keegan, so. Uh, it's, it's just it's insane how tight it is in qualifying. If you if you blink, that's, you know, that's 10 positions you just lost in over a hundredth of a second gap somewhere around there. It's it's insane. It's definitely the stiffest competition on the service.
1: You're talking about the the mental side of it, Garrett, and I'm kind of curious. Now that you've had that season, is there anything that you're looking forward to in, in 2022 that you you think you can do mentally to either help prepare yourself or, uh, or or basically try and get yourself ready for what is is going to be that all over again? Essentially, <laughs> I'd say a clean slate. That's
2: going to be the nice thing. Um, you know, like I was saying at the beginning, the season didn't really go the way we wanted it to, even though you know, realistically, it should have gone much better. Um, and so it'll be nice to be able to start from scratch. And I mean, we're all going to be in a new car. We're all going to be at zero points at the beginning of the year, and we get to start out, uh, start all over. And I think that's going to be really good for us because, I mean, the confidence is still there. When we show up, we know we have a shot um, just to be able to, to prove that again and not be, you know, having to play defense. Because they're at the end, especially at Texas, we've driven up from the back to 12th. Um, we actually had to rebuild our car Monday through Tuesday because we realized we needed to work on some stuff. And so qualifying got completely neglected. And, um, you know, with that, we were still able to drive with that car up to 12th and then had to play a defensive strategy the rest of the race. And it almost bit us because if we go on aggressive, the caution could have screwed us. We didn't want to put ourselves in a position where our, our fate was in somebody else's hands. And um, when we when we made those calls, Um, It really just kept us really close in the mid-pack, and that's the sort of thing that if we can make those aggressive calls, or, I mean, it's the right call. It's not even that it's aggressive. It's just it had a risk that we weren't willing to take. Once we get away from that and we have a clean slate, we're able to make the right calls. um, That'll be really good for our program.
0: And one of the things, speaking about your program, you are a driver for Elliott Sadler Esports. You know, Elliot Sadler came on to the iRacing scene during the twenty twenty pandemic and then not long after that has now have a fully fledged ENASCAR Coca-Cola iRacing series team with yourself and many other drivers that have grown and worked with it. What is it like having a NASCAR driver as a coach, an owner, someone who you can look forward to talking to to get information, and maybe some pointers on certain tracks?
2: Yeah. I mean, Elliot's been a, a huge part of this team um, from, you know, just offering advice to literally building some of our setups. Um, he is very knowledgeable in this stuff. And um, when, when I was saying that we had to rebuild that car Monday to Tuesday, He was on for probably six or eight hours with us doing it. And uh, I mean, that car would never have been as fast as it was if it wasn't for his input that he put in. Uh, It makes a huge difference having, you know, Elliot on the team, running the team, too. Like everything that he's done for our, our group has been amazing.
0: I, I certainly agree. I, I kind of find it very amazing to see, not too long ago, a special news interview up in the Virginia area involving Elliott Sadler. And all I could see what he was wearing was that Elliott Sadler Esports hat and T-shirt talking about you as well as several other drivers that drive for Elliott Sadler Esports. And it's phenomenal what he has accomplished this season alone and look forward to seeing what he can continue in the future But on that note, Garrett, you know, you've been on iRacing for quite some time. I've known you for back when we used to run in leagues together. But what made you want to get involved with iRacing to begin with?
2: I was actually only using it at the time for preparation, basically. Um, I think I was playing Forza at one point. I think it was probably 2014, just like casually. But it was something that taught me to correct a car you know that was the inexpensive way for me to crash things and then you know learn to save them learn some car control and obviously iRacing is going to be the better option that's going to be more realistic and i think my dad recognized that got me on the sim and um, i used that as a budget option instead of you know because we couldn't even do it um for legend cars down in charlotte so i needed to get some experience um and that's how we did it and so from there. Um, you know, I, I was casually playing it for years, and then I went pro or went for pro in 2019. And that's when, you know, I, th- I think that's when I got connected with you somewhere around that time frame.
0: Yeah, it certainly was. I mean, looking at your stats since coming on board with iRacing, you've collected over 1,100 wins on the oval side. 450 on the rallying or dirt roadside, 350 plus wins on the dirt oval, and then over 200 wins just on the roadside. Probably one of the most illustrious statistics when it comes to wins and stats in the world of iRacing. And your talent has showcased that. And what could you say driving in the virtual world has helped you with driving in the real world? Because you do have competed In several real world events, such as at Charlotte Motor Speedway, as you pointed out with Legend Cars, as well as other opportunities that you continue to look for.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, It makes a huge difference. It gives you the confidence that you know what you're doing when you get there, because in my situation, you know, I'm not getting,
1: I'm not able to write
2: a check to say, yeah, I'm going to go run 30 races this year and get some experience. It's more like, yeah, you got like one or two shots if somebody writes the check for you. And, um, you know, you have to go out there and, and represent. And, um, you know, being on iRacing allows you to be prepared um, and enables you to to get some experience at the tracks in the cars before you go there. And just you've already put yourself in these positions when you're racing people on the sim numerous times. And so when you're out there on the track, like second nature.
1: Garrett, I feel like it's a bit of an interesting mix that you're, you're both uh, have competed in the, the Rallycross World Championship Series and the E-NASCAR Coca-Cola iRacing Series. Uh, it, it, we have seen real-world drivers go across both before Travis Pastrana has done oval racing as well. But uh, to me, it's it seems like two starkly dis- different disciplines. Do you find any crossover in them? Do you feel like they help each other or complement ch- each other in any way? You know, it's interesting you ask that. I almost want to
2: say no. Um, the only thing that I can... You know, relate off. You know, off the top of my head, is probably how well the bumper works. Uh, <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, it's interesting because you know everybody sees rallycross and they're like, oh, you know, they, they're roughing them up. are you know, there's a lot more rubbing in their racing, and there is to an extent, but it's not much more than than oval racing is, and that's where there's like that misconception. There's still that courtesy uh, when you're when you're having a good battle with someone. You're you're leaving leaving the space. You're wrestling with people. You really you're pushing the limits of the car just because you know you can get a little bit more sideways. It might look like you're you know just banging into each other, but if you think about it, short track racing is the same way. You're leaning on each other, um, and that's the sort of thing that I guess you could say that carries over, like knowing where that edge is.
1: That's interesting to hear because uh, I always wonder that, especially now that we've seen multiple uh, drivers kind of dip into different world championships on iRacing. Uh, do you ever see yourself trying to be more of like a, a Mario Andretti of, of sim racing and just try and be the best at, at every level you possibly can?
2: I mean, it would be great to be, uh, you know, the Mario Andretti of real life racing. But, I mean, for the time being, um, definitely want to, uh, you know, get some experience in a, a little bit of everything. I'm not, I'm not really sure... When it comes to, you know, branching out into more World Championships, I think it was Mitchell and Bobby this year that did not re-up their Rallycross license. Because it's, honestly, it's a lot. It's a lot to keep up with. Um, This year, I mean, I saw it firsthand because there was a point in which, like right now, I'm basically the only Coke driver um, on the team that was working on the cars. I was not the only one on the cars, but I was the only driver that was building, you know, with the guys. And so I had to put in the time to tune the cars to me. And it was a, a constant grind, like get off of work, go straight home, get on the sim and be on the sim until they go to bed, repeat the cycle six days a week. Um, and it is, you know, that wears on you. And especially when you're doing rallycross as well, like you got to find time for that. If you had another world championship, it makes it even worse. You got a full-time job. It can be hard to keep up. And so I enjoy running the endurance events on the occasion. I enjoy running, you know, some dirt races when, you know time allows but i I see a very clear like barrier um you know from being able to branch out into all of them for sure nowadays
0: and and with that you know we're about four races or four or five races through the season of the iRacing Rallycross Championship you're sitting 20th in the point standings at the most recent update since the standings have been Updated Your thoughts on the challenges and the amazing group of drivers for this season alone has proved that a lot of big names have wanted to enter into this championship. I mean, you have Nitro Circus, Yokohama, of course, Elliott Sadler Esports also was ready to go at it. Do you feel like this is probably even more competitive compared to the E-NASCAR? Or is there some similarities as the challenges of the drivers that are in each of these championships?
2: You know, I would I would say it's extremely difficult to be successful in the Rallycross Championship because of the format. Honestly, I feel like the qual and I, I'm just saying this because this is my personal opinion— um, but I feel like the quality of racing would be much better— If we weren't only taking the top two out of the heats and taking the winner only out of the consies, it makes it extremely difficult because what ends up happening is you might have eight, nine, ten guys that are or actually, let's say six guys that are the top drivers of the day. So they're going to qualify up front. They're going to start on the front row or near it. And they basically, as long as they get out of turn one clean, they're going to walk away with it because they have the pace, at least to get to the feature. After that, it is literally a hornet's nest to fight for that final spot. So even if you are consistently good, you might not even score points for the day in comparison to other people purely because you didn't make it out of the heat. Um, And that's, I feel like if we had like that semifinal stage where you took just more people out of the heat and allowed for like, you know, some more leeway to get into the second round, um, it would be a lot tighter in the points and you would see, you know, some closer racing more often some guys at the front um, in the feature instead of it being like the top six guys always being the same then four guys like being the i wouldn't say the random guys that make it in but it's not as easy to just get in on pace when it comes to that point so it's like really important to be positioned uh, correctly and just survive i don't know if you you have watched the rally cross season um the last three years it's been a lot same way. It's just really difficult to uh, to make it out of that final corner unless you are starting on the pole.
0: Certainly is a difficult championship, but we wish that you were able to continue on and put on another great performance to where we can see you back in 2022, but... On that note, Garrett, we want to say thank you for your time of coming on this episode of the iRacers Download, and we look forward to seeing what you can do for the rest of the season as well as the rest of 2022 when that kicks off with the new season.
2: Appreciate it. I'm I'm thrilled to start 2022, and I think uh, you know even the end of the rallycross season here is going to be fantastic. It's been a lot of fun. Um, I'm definitely looking forward to, if I'm in the qualifiers next year, that's honestly one of my favorite series to run. It's a blast, Um, the, the quality of racing in there. They take the top four. You get to duke it out with people the whole time. It's it's one of the most fun disciplines to race in, so definitely looking forward to it. Thank you guys for having me.
0: Of course. That is Garrett Maines, driver for Elliott Sadler Esports in the E.A. NASCAR Coca-Cola iRacing Series, as well as the iRacing Rallycross World Championship. Coming up after the break, we speak with co-founder of Monday Night Racing, Ford Martin. You're listening to the iRacers Download on the SpeedSport Podcast Network presented by Crosley Radio and NASCAR Digital Media.
1: Welcome back to the iRacers Download on the Speed Sport Podcast Network, presented by Crosley Radio and NASCAR Digital Media. Hey, this is Joe Peak, joined by uh, Taylor Burris and, of course, our producer, Wayne Owens. We have our second guest with us, and it is Ford Martin with a plethora of experience, but mainly uh, looking forward to talk to you tonight, Martin, about uh, the uh, series that you run on Monday nights. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, guys. Well,
3: uh, thanks for having me. Um, yeah, so exciting news coming out uh, for, for Monday Night Racing. Uh, coming back for our fourth season on uh, November 1st. We're really excited about it. The whole team behind the scenes, uh, Paul Sutton, Matt Stallnett, Gary Sexton, and I have, uh, have done a great job as far as uh, promoting this league and, and getting new heights. Uh, we just, uh, just announced a new title sponsor for uh with uh rowdy energy and kyle bush uh, obviously kyle bush running full time with us this season and and rowdy energy um uh coming on as our title sponsor so we're really excited about having rowdy energy on and and uh what we can do to help grow them and they can help grow us so exciting times for us over here and uh as we get ready here in about uh, about 11 days before season four kicks off
1: yeah talk to us about how you made that connection. Where did you start talking to Kyle, and, and at what point did he begin to get interested in, in becoming that big of an involvement in the series? Yeah,
3: it actually all started back, at, I believe, in Season 1.
1: Um, we
3: uh, we put out something where, it was actually during NASCAR rain delay in real life, and uh, we we put out a, put out a form about uh, this. Parker Kligerman won three races in a row, and he retweeted it. Kyle saw it. He reached out to Parker, said he wanted to compete in the race, and then Kyle sent me an email, and we started working together on it. Uh, flash forward to uh, uh, season two, and uh, Kyle was uh, was uh, very interested in being part of uh, racing a couple races, and even got like uh, uh, Big Machine Vodka was uh, was on board for a couple of his races for a sponsorship. He promoted it and. And we talked we mentioned a little bit in season three and like season three, but hey Kyle, you've been a, one of the big reasons why we've grown. Uh, how about we do something for you and kinda of put rowdy energy on just for uh just, just put on our broadcast. And he was all for it and and uh, we actually just reached out and email with him this past off season. I asked if we could uh maybe if we could if I would be all right, send him a pro uh, proposal uh, for be our title sponsor and and uh, we we came to we had a good conversation with him and um then it just worked out had a couple phone calls with kyle and and then just kind of worked out now we uh we have kyle full-time on the season he wants to win the championship and um he had some questions about how rowdy energy will work with us and, and he heard what we had to say and and uh, he liked it and and uh, here we are we're in a good spot and and we're really excited to have a uh, rowdy energy and kyle bush uh, for us going into season four
0: It certainly is something that's exciting, probably some of the biggest news, once again, to have the NASCAR Cup Series champion back with Monday Night Racing. I can remember the first broadcast that I had the privilege of working with at Talladega, watching Kyle just work through the field. But one of the things that's also new for Monday Night Racing for Season 4 is that we're having two different series competing on Monday nights. We'll have our pro series, which is the famous one, where we'll see all the returning names from previous season, as well as some of the biggest names in motorsports and motorsports media, but also for a new series, the Road to Glory. Tell us about the idea of creating this series as well.
3: Yeah, so it, it honestly, I was a little pressed on it a little bit, but... Uh, more honestly, kind of started with Matt Stalneck. Um He's a guy that I met through I race in <clears throat> in season two, and uh, he's a you know sports betting strategist over at NASCAR. and And him and I were on a trip back from Daytona and we went to the Daytona race together, and we became really he's you know one of my best friends and and uh, we started talking about what more we can do to grow the league, and especially when you have a long trip back from Florida, you're gonna have, a lot of it's gonna come up in conversation, and that was one of the part of the conversation part of the. Uh, some conversations that we had on our, on our way back home and and uh, we thought about hey what if we do we we need to find, figure out ways to grow the league and we thought about well, what if we do something where we have a b league and uh, we had some conversations with some other guys paul you know james pike and um, gary sexton and and we all talked about what we can do to kind of grow the league a little bit more and and uh, we put it out because we had so many applicants i mean we had about I think right now we're over a hundred people wanted to be a part in Monday Night Racing. We're like, we have, I don't think I don't think we have a choice. We got to do a, a B League to it, and uh, we decided to we decided to rock with it and rock with a Road to Glory League. Which uh, I wish that was Matt's idea on that name, but um, now these are people that have to do with racing a little bit. We have some, you know, some iRacing Twitch streamers, maybe a couple, uh, you know, cars tour drivers, and you know, some. Other crew chiefs and other NASCAR media personnel, it's still the same what makes Monday Night Racing. We just kind of stretched it as far as the parameters, as far as getting in. Um, but we're really we're, we're really excited about a couple of these new guys coming in. They will have the opportunity to race their way into the Pro Series uh, through three races uh, this season, the Daytona the MX-5s, uh, the Knoxville trucks, and the Porsches at uh, Red Bull Ring. The winner of that gets to advance with us. And at the end of the season, the top three, on the season, get to uh, advance uh, to next season full-time in the Pro Series. So uh, a lot of exciting things happening with the league. It's growing. It's getting bigger, and it's something where we thought it's a way where we can grow within the iRacing community, kind of build it and get more people watching and, and get more people excited about what we're doing over at MNR.
0: It certainly is. Your schedule has just been updated also here recently. And one of the things that I noticed is the All-Star Race On December 27th, the first time that we'll actually see a fan vote type style combination, your thoughts on how Rowdy Energy and Monday Night Racing have come up with this idea for this style of an all-star race. We've seen the previous seasons and some of them are the most amazing and wackiest combinations when it comes to the all-star race.
3: Yeah, so we got a uh, we got a lot of new, a lot of uh, exciting stuff. Like I've said for this season, and and that's one of the big ones that we have coming up. Um, so it's it's going to be a Rowdy Energy fan vote, and it's going to be all centered around well, going to be centered around Rowdy Energy. So um, how it's all going to go down, and this kind of stuff that we've been excited about is uh, the fan. We're going to be putting out about a couple weeks before six different car, and we're talking, we're not talking like a a cup car at Martinsville, we're talking like a crazy combo. Maybe it could be the Indy cars at iRace and Super Speedway, the Pro 4 trucks at Dover, some crazy combination that's fun. And and we're going to let a couple of the drivers within the league get to pick some of the combos, and, and the management at m is going to pick uh, which ones. And then we're going to let the fans decide which ones they want to pick. But the only way they can submit their vote is each track is going to be paired up with a certain drink uh, for Rowdy Energy. So we got Rowdy Energy, you know, uh, raspberry Ra- Ra- Rowdy Energy regular. You got mango. All these different flavors of Rowdy Energy, and each track and car combination is going to be paired with that certain flavor. The only way fans can vote on it is if they use a hashtag. Let's say uh, hashtag MNR Rowdy Mango, and they take a picture with um, uh, of them like in a store. Uh, them drinking it and that counts as one vote of uh, a uh, for that track car track combo. Now let's say that the mango drink that is paired with indie cars at I Race the Super Speedway is the winning selection then uh, uh, all those fans that voted for that for that certain car track combination are put into a hat for a random drawing where they will get a pack of rowdy energy and a personalized message from Kyle Bush. So um, it kind of brings in where people could, uh, you know, uh, kind of express their favorite rowdy energy drink while also at the same time expressing what what uh, what makes MNR special as far as which, uh, you know, what what we can bring together and and having crazy car track combinations. So uh, that's part of what we're really excited about and uh, kind of bring the fans get the fans to engage with the league some more. And and that's something that we're, we're really excited about.
0: Certainly cannot agree with you more on that. But, of course, the biggest thing that Monday Night Racing is all about is the stars that come on board for this championship. Of course, Kyle Busch we mentioned, but you also have other drivers such as NASCAR Hall of Famer Bobby Labonte, NASCAR Xfinity Champion Jeff Green, IndyCar Champion Will Power, as well as Australian V8 Supercar Champion Shane Van Gisbergen. And not just drivers, but also media personnel. You've had people such as Dave Moody, Larry McReynolds, and Daryl Waltrip commentating on these amazing broadcasts. Do we expect any more major surprises going into Season 4 of Monday Night Racing?
3: Uh, yes. There is a, there is one big one that will probably even top the announcement that we made last this past week, um, which yeah, I'm— I feel like now we're having some big announcement every week almost. And everyone I talk to is like, oh, they can't beat that type of announcement. But I can assure you that um, Monday's announcement is going to be, uh, it's going to top even the one we just had this past week. So um, we're really excited about announcing that. And I can give you a hint. It's not a broadcast. It's going to be a driver. So um, we're really excited about uh, one you wouldn't expect to be a part of uh, of Monday night racing. So um really excited about uh getting them on board and uh but as far as broadcast crew for this season we have uh, a lot of uh we are expected to have Daryl waltrip you know adam alexander larry McReynolds are expected to return for uh, a few races this season a couple new folks um that uh, that we're talking to whether from around the nascar world and uh just just motorsports world in general so we got um, a lot of great stuff coming up and and even and we, we really pushed on this whole team aspect of Monday Night Racing too, as far as you know teams and everything. And and we just added you know the, the Charlotte Phoenix, which is one of the biggest esports esports organizations uh, in North America, uh, being the Charlotte Phoenix. So we're we're really excited about having them on board for this season and what they do as far as Apex and Rocket League and some of the big tournaments they compete in. Uh, they're top ten in the country. Uh, and, and rocket league tournaments and 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 uh, we had we've had great conversations with them the past two weeks or so and and uh we're, we're really excited about adding them for for this season and and they're bringing james bickford on as their driver so uh, honestly taylor I, i'm losing track of the announcements that we have and stuff that's going on within mnr that i'm forgetting that i probably need to practice a little bit myself for these races so we're uh we, we got a lot of great announcements coming up for the
0: league Will Ford, as we come to the end of this, where can people go and learn more about Monday night racing? And for those who are racers who maybe not can do anything, compete in this season, but for future seasons, where can they go to learn more to where if they want to compete, they have the chance to compete?
3: Yeah, and and we put it out regularly, Uh, but be sure to, and the invite link never expires. But uh, be sure to check us out on Discord. Uh, you, as far as you're a driver, you're interested in getting into it, join us on Discord at Monday Night Racing. Uh, and you can find that Discord that we post regularly on Twitter, which is where a majority of our announcements come from. Uh, you can find us at Monday Night Racing, short for Monday, at Monday Night Racing on Twitter. And then on Facebook and Instagram, Monday Night Racing. And then you can also uh, try to get for more information on our website at MondayNightRacing.net.
0: Well, Ford, we look forward to the season kicking off at Daytona International Speedway on November 1st with the Xfinity cars. We look forward to seeing what this season will have. It's probably going to be the biggest season yet. That is Ford Martin, co-founder of Monday Night Racing here on the iRacers Download. Coming up after the break, it is news of the week. You're listening to the iRacers Download on the SpeedSport Podcast Network presented by Crosley Radio and NASCAR Digital Media. Welcome back to the iRacers Download on the Speed Sport Podcast Network, presented by Crosley Radio and NASCAR Digital Media. Myself, Taylor Burris, along with Joe Peak and our producer Wayne Owens back here after another great interview with Ford Martin. And as we delve into the news of the week, Joe, a lot of great championships are still up for grabs. We, of course, have the Force Dynamic Dallara Grand Prix Championship, which was over at the Hockenheim Ring this past week. And it was none other than Martin Van Lusenord who took home the checkered flag once again for a third straight time this season. An absolute dominant performance.
1: Exactly. And uh, well, Martin just seems to be on his game and his team is really behind him as well, which I think is a big, powerful thing because we've seen both uh, the Apex and R8G teams really start to clash head to head now.
0: It certainly has. And these guys have been just absolutely dominant. I mean, this car has been... Been amazing to watch with how the strategies are now coming more and more into play. We've been seeing here recently how drivers are going to be utilizing the faster tires during qualifying in order to help gain those few extra tents. We saw that at the last round at Silverstone of course, with a couple of drivers and now it's continually starting to show where more drivers are utilizing this to have a little bit of a better strategy as we're halfway through the season.
1: Exactly. And well, that just keeps them on their toes a lot better. And that's what I love about uh, the things that they've been implementing in the- these uh these top end series lately is try to to make it as close to the real world stuff as you can and real world drivers do have to consider that a lot of the tire strategy and whatnot and that's just a testament to what iRacing's been doing with their product lately
0: it certainly has and there's so much that they can look forward to when it comes to this championship of course the next round after the wonderful race at the Hockenheim is going to be at none other than Road America, of all circuits. A very interesting choice to be a part of the championship. But Joe, your thoughts on how this Dallara will be able to handle this type of a circuit?
1: Honestly, I feel like it's going to be a lot like what we saw at Hockenheim because it was the outer layout. So there was a lot of slipstreaming going on, and Road America is just going to offer that in spades. Except in this case there's a lot of good breaking zones in there for them to try and, uh, get each other in that last 10th. So I I think it's going to be some really frantic racing and also, uh, Honestly, bring out a, a lot of the, the strategizers, those who are seeing what's happening around them and decide to either hang back or 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 use fuel strategy or some sort.
0: Certainly is. Of course, you can catch all the action of that event on all of iRacing's streaming services starting at 2.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Thursdays. Next up, though, to talk about the iRacing Rallycross World Championship presented by Yokohama was over in Spain this past week at the Barcelona rally circuit. And, of course, this time it was none other than set esports. Tommy Hallman in the Subaru back at it once again. The rally season has always been an exciting one. And, of course, Tommy Hallman holds off John Robertson by just less than a second at this circuit. A circuit, Joe, that provides a bit of interesting combinations of dry, of gravel, as well as asphalt that has challenged even some of the biggest names in rally racing.
1: Well, and not only that, it's so tight in there. It's it's almost like kind of a street course version of a rally cross course for part of it. You don't have much wiggle room and the, the barriers are very close together. So, uh, yeah, it, it, I, I'm not surprised that it came down to being very close because, Uh, Track position probably going to be key there.
0: It certainly is. And after that race, of course, Tommy Hallman moves up to third in the point standing. But it is John Robertson that has been able to stay at the top of the leaderboard here, along with the set eSport Subaru team, who still hold on to the team championship. After the five rounds, of course, the next round of the iRacing Rallycross Championship presented by Yokohama will be next Wednesday at another iconic European rally circuit. The Hell Alanic Bainen will be at the next round. Another difficult and challenging circuit where sometimes you have to be on your toes because of how... The track is laid out you have to be careful of the certain entry points into these corners and at the circuit because there's so many different configurations that they utilize here
1: exactly well and and it's one of the few on the service that has dramatic elevation change as well so the drivers have to keep that in mind as they're going into some of those corners because there's some big downhill ones there's some blind crests and, and and whatnot in there so uh, it's it's going to test them to the extreme.
0: It certainly will be indeed. Of course, you can see coverage kicking off with the All-Star Invitational starting at 4 p.m. next Wednesday and then continued coverage of the World Championship at 5 p.m. across all of iRacing's streaming platforms. In other news, though, a new partnership has been extended with iRacing. IMSA once again extends their partnership to 2023, where we get to see the enhanced growth of IMSA sports car racing in the world of iRacing once again, including the return of the IMSA iRacing Pro Series returning next year in 2022. Joe, we've talked about it on the show before, myself and Justin, regarding the amazing partnerships that iRacing has made with some of the biggest motor racing teams and organizations around the world, is it great to see this growth still continuing? Especially when it comes to something that Joey, me, and you find a very amazing to watch: IMSA sports car racing.
1: Exactly, and uh, honestly, I, I feel like 2020 was kind of the tipping point that sim racing needed. It was that that thing that finally made real world racing look to sim racing and say, "Oh, hey." You are there. And then when they suddenly realized, oh, there's all this kind of cool stuff that they can offer that we could bring – Uh, racing to a crowd that might not be as as into it or is is definitely the crowd that they've been wanting to get involved you know the younger crowd they i've heard this for so many years that they they're they're afraid real racing will die off because there's not enough young people into it well sim racing i think is that key and and they're realizing that and and it's it's to our advantage now (laughs) that we get to to work with all of our heroes and get to do all this cool stuff
0: it certainly is. So what this means is it allows the partnership of with iRacing to continue to utilize these three different series that iRacing utilizes in partnership with IMSA. Of course, the grand biggest one is the IMSA Haggerty iRacing series, which mirrors the real life IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship, but with smaller, shorter races including also the Michelin Pilot Challenge, as well as iRacing's IMSA Endurance Series, which is all the major endurance races that we see, such as the Rolex 24, the 12 Hours of Sebring, the Six Hours at Watkins Glen, as well as Petit Le Mans, which we just ran not too long ago. But also, Joe, if you think about it, this opens up the door for the possibility of more content to think about mm. coming in yeah. involved with a certain type of formula that is coming to IMSA racing in the probably the year we're all waiting for in the world of motorsports 2023 with LMDH.
1: Yeah, as soon as I saw the announcement, a lot of the comments were, were immediately towards those LMDH cars and everybody kind of speculating. I think at this point, iRacing knows that they have to keep extremely tight-lipped because everybody puts the pieces together so well. They've kind of understood what what happens in the deals behind the scenes and, and the process to getting the content that they want. So, uh, Very good news for everybody that loves sports car racing and especially endurance racing.
0: I certainly agree. And of course, another great thing of iRacing continuing its ways to update its circuits and its relationships with major motorsports. Once again, iRacing has just announced that they are going to be making a major update to the Phoenix International Raceway once again to where it's going to be the exact same replica that we currently see raced in the NASCAR Cup Series, which is critical given the fact of how Phoenix is certainly has gone through some major changes, of course, now recently with where the start finish line is now coming out of what was once NASCAR turns one and two before this com- recent reconfiguration.
1: Yeah. And and uh, not only that, but the pit lane is a little bit different as well. So and what's cool is that they're doing a complete rescan of it as well. So this is not just uh, like the Daytona uh, Daytona Rising project where, you know, it's uh, just some spit and polish. Uh they're actually going in and making sure this thing is fully up to date.
0: It certainly is, and that's just one of the great things that IRacing has been able to do with these updates here in order to continue their partnership with these NASCAR circuits. Now, the only thing I will have to say that they need to do is update Indianapolis Watkins Glen and a personal favorite of mine, Joe VIR. <laughs>
1: Yes, uh, Indianapolis can definitely get behind. We'll, we we would have an endless argument about Watkins Glen because I'm not a fan of paved runoff, especially at a track like that. But VIR is another one I'd, I'd love to see. Although I will miss the oak tree a lot.
0: I, I certainly will agree. But you know what? With the great thing of virtual world is that they can still technically find a way to put that tree still on the virtual world. Ooh,
1: yeah, very good point. Very good point on that.
0: It is so. But on that note. For our guests that we've had here tonight, Garrett Maines from Elliott Sadler Esports, as well as Ford Martin for Monday Night Racing. And of course, Joe, thank you so much for joining me as my guest co-host here tonight. And our producer, Wayne Owens. I'm Taylor Burris. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the iRacers Download on the Speed Sport Podcast Network, presented by Crosley Radio and NASCAR Digital Media.